Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. All right, let her rip, skip. We decided to begin the podcast today, What's Good Under the Hood, with a little bit of a song. You ready? We're not doing that one. As the Parcher family once sang, what are we going to do? Come, Come on, on, get, get happy. happy. That's all we know from that song. That's freaking sad. That's all we need to know. That you know what else you know about the Partridge family? Song. You know what else you know about the Partridge family? What? They drove a gasoline-powered psychedelic hippie bus. <laughs> they did. Remember that? There was some weed smoking going on. In Kenny that Chesney, a country star, had a Partridge family bus one year on tour. He painted it up, and it was hippie style. They were smoking marijuana on that bus, too, I bet you. Man, we don't need to be talking about that. You we got betcha. other things to go with, my friend. <laughs> it's criminal. Okay, let's do so it. Let's talk about what's good under the hood. As you see on screen with me, my name is Andy Rob Sanders of Fox Sports Radio, 1400 AM WCOS. It's with us today. Rob, welcome to the show. Who else is with you? And the man. <laughs> what's, the man it, what's it say right there on the screen? It says super handsome guy. Are, are, are you patting yourself on the back today, Greg? We can't allow that. Listen, you give me, you guys are over messing around with all this audio equipment. You give me some spare time to go in and type some stuff in the screen. I'm in. It's Greg Hood. What's it's, good under the hood of Mazda? fighting. Of Mazda of Columbus. We were not fighting. We we're just trying to work out an audio issue. Oh, brother. If when Andy and I fight, it's yeah. not it's not what you want to see. I yeah. Mean, you well, know, he's the celebrity, he gets a little tight in his shorts. I, over when there. I first met Sanders, he man, kicked my butt. I said, I challenged him to a fight. He just picked me up, slammed me against the wall, and said, You want to continue this? And I said, No. All right. Fair so enough. I'm going to lose in a heartbeat. Let's mm-hmm. talk about what are we going to talk about first? The uh, charging stations or the Ford and Tesla stock? Which one do you want to go with first? Because well, I, I know you got. Can, plethora can, of information on both. I think I have like a, I, it's not necessarily a third, but I think I've got like a tenth as far as which way we go. Right. Uh, the thing that fascinates me the most is the charging stations because the, it was, if you watch some of this stuff, and I don't like making things political, but they had people out there trying to, I saw a video of people like watching people trying to set up the to charge cars and people are looking at this like, well, did you uh, see your vice president couldn't? Get yeah, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go into that because I was trying to stay away from the politics. But uh, uh, Vice President Harris looked like she did not know what the hell she was she doing. She didn't know. Okay. She didn't know what she was doing. But so and she started talking about how it didn't sound, and she heard the glug 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 when she filled up her gasoline engine. It's like, lady, it's electricity. Doesn't does your toaster go glug 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 when uh, you well, plug it in? We'll get her the little sound device there, so it can play Lord. just like you get motor noises. Hey, no. So let, let's talk about that. She is proposing also, or they are, or they're, I don't want to get political. How about, how about just the government is proposing this? That way we're, we're not accusing anyone. It's just Let's accuse people. Government. Let's be a little bit accusatory. That's fine. Well, the, the, what came out of that, though, is, is that is part of this, I'm spending all your future money, is that. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I didn't know either. I thought I was going to have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go out to put the emphasis on the future. <laughs> Yeah, I'm spending all your money in that they're going to put in 500,000 charging stations. All right. So let's put that in perspective. ChargePoint is the largest um, manufacturer and distributor of these charging stations. And they have about 30,000 so far in the United States. And ChargePoint is the brand that I bought also. So if you're counting car dealerships and all that stuff, that's where they're at. So there's 30,000. Tesla's got their share. I don't know what the number is, but, it, you know, it's a couple thousand. And. You would think that would have more than that already. They make it seem like a couple of thousand across the U.S. Yeah, you would think they do. But, you know, I think they rely more on people using them in their home. So you've got that. But so I was doing a little show prep, which Andy never does. Of course not. And I don't do much of, but uh, because I'd rather kind of talk off the cuff. But there were some really, really interesting things that I thought of in terms of that. So 
I looked up something and I, I'm going to have to put on my readers here because I'm older than dirt, <laughs> but I think this is really important. It said that it was uh, about the dangers of electric vehicle charging stations. And I started thinking about it. I thought, well, you're going to put in a half a million of these. You're changing something significantly. What could go wrong? Two things are, is that level two charging stations are 240 volts. So 240 volts, if you get shocked by it, will kill you. It holds you to it because there's yeah, a voltage that knocks you off. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But whether the 240 will stick you to it and, and like fry you. I think it, it just shocks, stops, stops your heart. But yeah. anyway, I'm, I'm, my heart stopped a long time ago. Yeah. But the 110, you know, you when your kid used to shove, you know, penny in the receptacle and you live to tell about it. But the problem is these level two charging stations, those are the ones that are 32 amp and it's the amperage more than the voltage that'll knock you down. But, That's what I hear. Which is more common uh, in the nation's infrastructure. Well, with that, guess what's going on? Copper theft out of the charging stations and the stations remain energized after they steal the stuff. So if come, somebody comes up and grabs it, there's a problem. The other thing is, is that they have uh, GFCIs and those are ground fault circuit interrupt. Um, like you have one in your kitchen or wherever, wherever you have water close to the bathroom, yeah. and that's a, to break it if it, if there's a uh, a fault there to stop to cut off the power. Well, they are saying so far, some areas of the country report a 57 percent failure rate on GFCI breakers. So things like lightning will impact it, water impacts it, humid areas. Uh, high humidity, uh, humidity areas, 10.5% of receptacle GFCIs were not even operable, meaning they're not even doing their job to, to wow. protect you. And, and here's the real problem is there's nobody out there checking it. So the government is getting involved in all this garbage is what they normally do. And, you know, they have to do permits and all this stuff. But the one area they haven't done anything with that probably would be critical because people are left to their own devices with these things. It's not like you're going into a monitored station and somebody's plugging in your car and they're monitoring equipment. They're out sitting in the middle of a parking lot somewhere. So if somebody comes up and vandalizes the thing, you don't know what you're grabbing. So there's some there's some risk in all of that. Um, risk for for thieves, though. I mean, well, we're talking about people who are stealing stuff. People steal everything. So maybe, but not one state requires periodic safety inspections of those electrical charging stations. Right. Now that doesn't mean it won't change. But that means currently that's what you've got uh, going. And the other thing is homeowners are putting them in their house. And it costs you probably a grand to have a, an electrician come out. Depends on where you live. Could it be even more? But so what do people do? What do they always do? They, they shortcut. Try to do it themselves. Yeah, try to do it themselves. Yeah. So you're going to go and put a 240-volt charging station in your home, and you don't have a clue what you're doing? I mean, there's a lot of risk in that. So her pushing the agenda that they're going to have 500,000 charging stations, that's a half a million? Right. Can I, can I throw something out there? Because you sure. mentioned this on the show that we had a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about how you were going to have a couple of these charge. I think you said two. Right. I have two. I, well, I have, I, I have two stations. One of them has two, two stations on one pole. But you'll have the ability to do, what, three cars at a time, basically? Well, one in the shop uh, for the technicians and right. then two out in the parking lot. Uh, and I don't like asking people about money, but you, I think you did mention you paid a certain amount for it. I couldn't remember what it was. Can you, can for, you tell us for the for stations? The, for the station, how much was the it? The two charging one, I paid $7,500 for the equipment, and I paid $1,500 for the one that went in the shop. That did not include uh, installation. So all in 
with both of them installed, it was $13,300 or $13,800, I believe. All right. So I just put the numbers and I'm showing it to the folks on my camera here. 500000 times $7,500. I didn't put the other 1500 into it because I figured the government would give the company the runaround about how they're going to pay for it. It comes up as 3.75 E9. What does that mean? I guess that's 3.75 billion dollars. There's more than billion. No, I mean, it's got to be or, insane. With the E9, I've never seen that with my calculator, but that's how much money that they're putting into this stuff. If, if we get to that 500000 if they do it at $7,500 like you did per station, that well, is a lot but, of money. There's another part to it. That doesn't count real estate. <laughs> wow. I mean, think about it for a minute. Now, will some of the places do it for free? I suppose, you know, I mean, is, are all Walmarts willing to give up 10 uh, parking spaces for uh, a charging station? I don't know. You know, do our filling stations willing to give up that real estate? What goes into that equation of that half right. a million? It's, it's like the whole thing with McDonald's. McDonald's used to be at one point, they owned the most land on the planet because of the amount of McDonald's and the mm-hmm. actual places where they are. So yeah, I agree with you on that. Finding a place to put it and then you have the liability portion of it, too, with the stuff that you were talking about. If I put one out in front of my business and someone gets shocked on it right. because they walk past it and someone had done something to it, then I guess I'm liable. Well, if you're, not, if you're not the responsible party that's monitoring every day to make sure that nobody stole the copper out of or damaged or left the wire hanging or that the GFCI is working properly, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff there that, I don't. once again, it's unintended consequences. Nobody thinks it all through to the end when you're talking about the government. And how they do that stuff. How did I think about it? I thought about it. Yeah. You know, growing pains, I think, but these, that's what happens, I think, when yeah, we go too fast. Growing pains where people die is a bad example. It's a and bad does, kind of growing that pain. That doesn't yeah. mean it's 100% certain it's going to happen, but they're already thinking it and saying it in this article that I pulled up here um, because they know there's a percentage of uh, equipment that does not work. And, and to use an example of anything else, if you leave equipment sitting long enough anywhere, it's going to degrade, correct? Yeah. So where in that money plan is then making sure that they are taken care of and that they are, yes, who's going to maintain that product? I didn't hear anything on that. Did you? Well, and and I agree with you on that, but let me be the devil's advocate for a second. If you were uh, if you were president, Greg, because he's the devil, so you well, would he, be the he's advocate. The ab- he's the absolute for the devil, devil. But just call me Lou. Call you Lou <laughs> for sure. But sure. no, I, well, I I just want to put this back to you because this is something that I thought about. How would I implement this if I were put in charge and saying, "Look, we've got to get to a point where we have to have the EVs." I'm not saying that we do. But let's just say for a better planet on the ecological front, how would you uh, implement this better to make it where it actually could work? Because this looks like this is just set up for failure. I think it's set up for trouble, you know, uh, but there's an agenda behind it. And and I'm going to go not political, but I'm going to go uh, common sense. I heard something uh, the other day. Those uh, uh, tornadoes that went through Kentucky and a couple states were tragic. Right. And one of the comments that was made, of course, they had to drag climate change into the whole thing. And just as it's as climate change is driving this whole uh, agenda. But the real problem I had with it, and it came out of this news reporter's mouth. She said the last time that someone we had a tornado touchdown that was any near where near this long was in 1925. And the next sentence, she says, and she's asking a meteorologist, so now with climate change, what is going on? Are we going to expect more of these? I'm thinking it's now 2021, so it's almost 100 years later before we have one that even, so it exceeded it slightly, 
so what right. what happened to the climate back then? Mm-hmm. But now, did you know there's less tornadoes than there were? But that stuff isn't obvious. So my point is this, is that all this stuff is agenda-driven. Um, you know, is there anything wrong with electric car? No, I mean, there's wrong with how to get them charged and how to to grow it. There's some some issues. Would I like to have an electric car? Yeah, I, I got nothing against it. But I just don't think the stuff was thought out and they just throw stuff against the wall and hope it hopes it sticks. And in this particular case, if that in fact is slated to happen where there's 500,000 of them coming instead of just being political hyperbole, then uh, we are going to have some real issues because there's nothing to backfill it to make sure it's taken care of. Properly. Okay. When we come into the show, I, I think that you're a smart guy. Well, so don't get carried away. Well, no, I, no I, need I, I come into no, it. No, it's not super smart it. guy. It's super handsome guy. Oh, right. I messed up. I read yeah. the thing wrong. I thought it said smart guy right there, but right. you, didn't answer, my, you didn't answer my question though. How would you implement it? How would you set up your plan? If it was, I am Lord Greg and we're going to have electric cars, but I want to go about it this route would you do test markets no, and see how you could set pri- that up i would let the private sector take care of it bingo the market will drive demand you see there's a forced demand here i mean the technology is better the cars are better people have interest in them now but they still don't have that full wild desire for an ev vehicle i think part of it's because the way some of them look you know when you make a nissan leaf and it looks like it came out backwards i mean <laughs> You know, that kind That's of good. slowed the whole process down. I don't right. think in, in, you know, you look at hybrid technology. I don't think a, a uh, Prius was a particularly attractive car. That's just my personal opinion. But yeah, I agree. The, the point is, is that they I, they did that to kind of designate them as being different. So people would know what they are. We should have just put a sticker on them instead of making the freaking car that, ugly. Well, that is a great point. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. I just no, wanted to know what. But, but what I would let were, the yeah. free market do what the free market does. And but the problem is, is that when they're shutting down the and these goals of shutting down the production of, you know, uh, the combustible engines, yeah, petroleum products. Once again, I'll say it again. They're not shutting down oil because everything we're touching and wearing and looking at is made by some kind of petroleum product. And the right. things that they make, the chargers and the and the electric cars are made out of petroleum, too. Here, here's my it, real. T- it takes petroleum a, to make this stuff. Correct. So here, here's my other question. If we're so concerned about the environment, and I'm very concerned about the environment, I want to live and have clean water and clean air. And I think a lot of the stuff they did, I lived in Southern California when I went out in Riverside, California to play golf and I hit a drive down the fairway. I couldn't see where the ball went. And then on top of it, when I was done, I felt like I'd been swimming all day in a pool because it was felt like chlorine. And this was back in 1990. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot cleaner air now. And I totally get that. I mean, it is important that that happens. But right. part of that is through the technology of cleaning up the cars and the emissions that are coming out of them with a fossil fuel. But my question is this, the ultimate question, and then we'll move on, is that when, if we are so conscious about our environment, then why can't we pull the oil from here to help our economy and help what we do where we can actually have some kind of impact on how it's done? You telling me that Saudi Arabia or Iran, which is now selling oil, are you telling me that those guys care about our environment? Not a chance. And plus their oil has been proven. It pollutes more than oil we extract from the United States underground. It's it's, the oil is not the quality that we can create. All right. But let's just put that aside for a second. I mean, think about when they went to war and they started burning up all the oil wells out in Iraq. I mean, they're polluting our world with this stuff. 
we would have better control over it and help us too. So there's always something that's underlying to this stuff. Well, and obviously we could talk about this forever, and I think we'll get more into this stuff as uh, we roll along because the the whole EV car thing is just insane to me because, and I know that I have the mentality of I've always had a combustible engine and everything else, and uh, but you're going to have to have, and you got some fine sales folks down there at Mazda of Columbia, you're going to have to get your best one to come and convince me to buy an, an electric car and tell me all the great things about it. So I'm, Dude, I'm at that. I'll convince you. Just drive one once. No, they're fun. There's they nothing wrong great. with the car. Right. But there's something wrong with what they cost. Exactly. That's right? kind if, of the If something thing. has to be subsidized, once again, Elon Musk is the one who said it the best. I mean, let the market drive it. Right. And and he brought this car in front of everybody and had has done a fantastic job. But he doesn't play the politics game, so he's not part of the conversation when it comes to government and EV. He's done it on his own. Well, speaking of Mr. Musk, and I hate to take over uh, for you here, Andy, Go but right ahead, sir. to pivot right into what we were going to talk about next, Tesla, which is the company that, that he started, and Ford, their stocks are down. Is that a sign of trouble uh, coming for 2022? No. The, everybody's stock is down. And right. the reason behind the stock price issue is the nervousness of the market due to the fact that the Fed is talking again about raising interest rates mm -hmm. because that impacts my industry more than about anything on the planet. You start adding, you know, you get, if I can go in a car dealership right now and buy a car at 2% interest or two and a half or three, if I've got good credit, and all of a sudden a year from now, it's at five or six, if I've got good credit, that makes a substantial uh, amount of difference in your payment, especially now that cars are averaging over 30,000 bucks. You know, when you're borrowing 10 grand, it's not a big deal. When you borrow 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 80 or whatever they are now, man, that five, three, four points in interest makes a significant difference in your payment. So their nervousness is coming from uh, the talk that's rumbling through the Fed. Now, I the Fed wants to raise interest rates because they're trying to slow down this heated inflation economy. But the downside to that is, and they know it, and this is what might keep it more in check, is that they have to pay interest too on all this money they've borrowed. So if they let the interest rates get out of control, that we can't service the debt as a nation. So that creates a whole nother can of worms. So the upside to our industry that I see, and I'm not Mr. You know, prognosticator here, but they'll probably keep them reasonably low. You know, half a point raise in interest rates ain't going to kill us, and I don't think it'll slow down the economy that much in that particular case. And the stock will rebound for all these and go back up. But everybody was down. So it wasn't just the EV manufacturers. Well, it reminds me of the movie Top Gun, Andy. Remember at the beginning of Top Gun where I feel uh, the need for speed. No, not necessarily the need for speed. Yep. When uh, when Maverick got in trouble and he goes in front of his captain and the captain tells him, "You're writing checks, your body, body can't, can't cash." cash. Exactly, go. and that's kind of where we're at. Well uh, said, Rob Sanders. For a long time. Well quoted. I think we just crossed thirty trillion. And with that, we wrap another episode of What's Good Under the Hood. Super handsome guy from Mazda of Columbia, Greg Hood. What's Good Under the Hood? Rob Sanders and me, Andy Woods. Thanks for watching and listening to What's Good Under the Hood.